0: Love Talk Radio.
1: It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore.
2: Well, we
1: made a mistake. Is there any way to go in and get that changed? Extend the showtime.
0: Structure player, spray, well the structure would also be more. The that I'm looking for Take the of the this We have on order. Here's a cool is all in the the water, I was watching a plane the that, probably after the race, in the least not in My last chance, I was what I was talking about. I wanted to keep on the race, probably,
1: I don't know why, why we're holding out. I was trying to go in here and fix this, but uh, I guess we got 11 minutes. Uh, I don't know how to change it. But y'all aren't saying anything, and y'all are both on the air. We're all three on
3: here. we got
1: to get the show going. You usually open the
3: show. You usually
1: open the I show. know, but I know, right? But... All right, good evening everybody. It's Race Chat Live. Hope everybody's doing well. Sorry for the technical snafu. Um but it was uh it was pretty much a Kyle Larson dominated uh weekend or last two weeks. Um, I personally think you're looking at your twenty twenty one champion and uh unless, you know, catastrophe strikes and he passes away from COVID or something like that.
3: You know, I have to bring up the the roundtable discussion. And you guys remember when I told you guys that I was disappointed in one of you for not picking Kyle Larson to go to the Final Four and joining the dark side of me here? I have now come to the conclusion of who I was disappointed in.
1: Oh, no. Was it me?
3: Yes, it was, Craig, because I thought you would be the guy to move Kyle Larson over. I knew Chris would come up with something controversial for him. I knew Chris wow. would, So, because I, I had to like think about it all day. I'm like, who do, am I more disappointed in? Who would be the most controversial person to re, as to why Kyle Larson would not move on? And I'm sitting here trying to figure out who it was this entire time. Like, you know, Chris is... Chris has made a lot of big controversial calls, which kind of are true. And I know Craig's made some too. But usually there's something to back it up for Chris. And I'm like, Where did Craig go? And I'm like, Craig has been on Kyle Larson's side for part of this year.
2: So yeah, Craig, because I'm kinda of
3: disappointed you didn't move him over.
1: No. I was uh I was trying to buck the trend, you know? I was trying to buck the trend. Part of me didn't want him to go over. Part of me didn't want him to uh, make the final four because he was so he was so over win wise um, and dominated. I mean, he's got what ten wins this season? Nine. Nine wins. Yeah. So I, I kind of mean. I mean, it's. I was hoping he had the Kevin Harvick syndrome from a couple of years ago, to where he had eight, nine wins, and you know, <clears throat> didn't make the final race. Well, as a, to go into race for the championship. Well, we all know now that's not the case. But I don't think he can win three in a row.
3: Well, he's he's done. Uh, he's won He's on a. Well, as I saw from NASCAR and NBC, oh, he's won three races in a row twice in one season so far this year. And the last driver to actually do that was a man in Dale. black, Dale Sr. Wow. Well, I personally and, did. And, the la- and Dale did that back in
1: 1987. Wow. But – Let's talk. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Xfinity. Well, Chris, I'm not sure if you got a chance to get that. If you could get that fixed or not, I wasn't able to. I don't think, I don't think it's able to. I don't think it's able to change. Unfortunately, um, I made a mistake, guys. And uh, if you're listening, you got about five more minutes. And you have to catch us on the uh, on demand. Sorry, I threw that together real quick. I thought that I hit it for the amount of time, but. And obviously, I messed up on it, so my bad there.
3: Um, well, Xfinity, we had a Ty Gibbs show, a non-playoff yeah. driver wins again in this round.
1: I told you that was gonna that was gonna be prevalent in this round. I told you that. Nobody so, didn't want to listen.
3: Hey, I didn't listen. I just didn't want to believe it.
1: Because every time a, a non-chase driver wins, it screws everything up.
3: Well, being that all the points are shaping up, two drivers for the Xfinity side are in a must win situation, pretty much must win Two drivers are pretty much locked in on points. So basically, it's going to come down to four drivers they're gonna have a dogfight at Martinsville to try to get into those other two spots.
0: Because well, right, think right, right now, a lot of of
3: what are you looking for?
1: I I think you're gonna find a lot of wrecked race cars at Martinsville. You're gonna find a couple million dollars sitting in the in the junkyard.
3: Oh, oh I believe that. I mean, Austin Sindrick and AJ Allmendinger both tied in points. They're forty-seven points ahead of the cutoff line. I mean, as long as they survive stage one and the first two stages, that third stage they could probably relax and have a nice, uh, nice cold one and get ready for Phoenix. Uh, well, I don't know in if I'm at all. In terms of Harrison Burton and Brandon Jones. Uh, Brandon Jones, 40 points below. Harrison Burton, 51 below. They're essentially must win. And then your dogfight is going to be Al Geier, Hemrick, Justin Haley. And even though Noah gregson has got a bit of a gap, I still believe he has a good shot. He still has a good shot as long as things go his way, which I know in the beginning of the season uh, we could say otherwise, but being that of how put together races um, in the last good number of races, I would say Gregson could get luck going his way, but it's the playoffs. You never know. You can't say at a twenty-four point deficit that he's really out because he's he can really still be in it. Yeah, he can be,
1: and I think. Uh... Again, I think that, as I said, you're going to have a lot of wrecked race cars on Saturday. I think you're going to have a lot of wrecked race cars on Sunday. Uh, let's just hope Kyle Watson's not one of them. But I think this is pretty much going to be a throw throwaway race for the five team.
3: You know what they're going to do. thought they were going to do it this past weekend at Kansas. But they didn't really put – well, they kind of did, but not really push for it. But they're probably going to push for it this weekend. They're going to focus onto that nine team. Yeah, they'll, they'll do what they, they can,
1: can to get him in the game. No pun intended. They're going to they do, do anything they, the they can
3: to put that nine team in there so Hendrick can take up two of the final four spots.
1: It's a shame it wasn't in all four.
3: Hendricks uh, all four final well you have to think it's yeah. going to, is it going to be is Penske going to take the other two spots can Joe Gibbs take the other two spots or can one of each join the other two spots I mean you've got you're going to Martinsville and your cup playoff standings look like this Kyle Larson walked into the final four with winning at Texas and Kansas You have Chase Elliott, 34 points ahead. Danny Hamlin, 32 points ahead. Kyle Busch, one point ahead of the cutoff line. Ryan Blaney sits one point behind Kyle Busch. Truex, three points behind. BK, six points behind. Logano has shortened that cushion to now 26 points. I mean, you're going to have... People are going to look at this and say, oh, five drivers are going to battle out for one spot. No, I see seven drivers going to have a dogfight. fight. a more. And if I were Hendrick, you have one car in, you're going to do your damnest to get your other car in. Oh, I see it.
1: Yeah, but he's going to do what he has to do to get it in. Uh, Chris, are we still at the 15-minute mark? I'm guessing we are.
3: Maybe. But
1: yeah, I went in and tried to change it, and I couldn't change. it. But I won't get to the the history of the number five. Um. So I will post that on I will post that on. uh, uh James, chat live thing. Genius!
0: I fixed it. I fixed it. Oh, you fix, fixed it? Fixed it. I fixed it. All All right. Right. Freaking i fixed it, y'all.
2: I don't know how All I right, did, good. But I Chris did fix it.
0: Chris fixed it,
3: everyone. Where's <laughs> the round of applause. All right, good. Uh, where's the round of applause background? Chris I did don't it. have
1: it. My gear's not hooked my up. Way.
2: God darn it.
1: There we go. There we go. <laughs> just, listen, would somebody like to come up here and fix my car from the deer that hit, ran into me the other night? Uh, yeah. That'd be know. great. I don't
3: know what to tell don't you. Look at the paint
1: Sorry that I did not open the show as normal. I I, I did not know that you guys uh, would uh, patiently wait for five minutes. And, uh, not. Uh...
2: <laughs> well, we
1: didn't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> well, and I didn't know that I was unmuted. I didn't hear it say unmuted. Y'all were waiting on me. Y'all were waiting on me. We didn't beat. want to steal your thunder. I am the host. You guys are my co-host. From now on. Now, in reality, I'm just glad we fixed this because we had some listeners that were uh, pretty disappointed they weren't going to be listening. I'll be able to listen to the show tonight. So uh, we'll go over that uh, in our walkthrough maybe, and I'll tell you guys how I did it. But uh, we're just glad to be full-fledged and ready to go. Look, I believe the shape sucked for the Xfinity Series and for the Truck Series. I don't know about y'all, but I've not been able to keep up with it. And with the Truck Series... I mean, we raced at it Talladega, it's, and, and now we're going to go to Martinsville. Oh, my gosh, man. It's just too much time off. Uh, you can't keep your fans engaged uh, taking that long off. The, 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 the chase, you know, everything up underneath the Cup Series should fall in line with the Cup Series. Um, and, and the, the ten races—I think we've discussed this before—the ten races for the trucks, or however many it, it, it is—they should they should line up with the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. That way, we know who's getting eliminated and, and what races those elimination races are. It's it's confusing to the fan, right? I mean, unless you're just following the Truck Series or just following the Xfinity Series, I think we're I think we're We're messing up on that side. And and not to take away uh, from the Cup Series side, because obviously with, like, what, 30 laps to go, that whole deal changed real quick, right? I mean, we were looking at uh, Ryan Blaney with, like, a 30-point or 20-something-point advantage uh, in that final transfer that all of a sudden hits the wall. And Kyle Bush I think, is there. And, and to reiterate back to what Taz was saying, yes, I know, I take some off-the-wall takes sometimes. But what I – I don't think I had to explain myself. Taz explained it perfectly already. There is justice behind what I do and when I call it. And, and you know, it was a bad call to not put Kyle Larson in the chase in, in the Final Four. I think we all kind of knew that. But, you know, it's funny uh, – <laughs> Has was more uh, pointing pointing his finger at Craig, like "What the hell are you thinking?" So I'm glad to know that I wasn't the one that had him saying "What the hell are you thinking?" But now, <laughs> <as to> get, <laughs> you're welcome. To get things back up, though, uh, uh, yes, uh, it was a uh, uh, it was just really crazy to see how we were believing that Brian Blaney was there. Now all of a sudden, all three Penske teams are there on the bottom part of this list. Uh something's got big's gonna happen in Martinsville, I'm not sure what.
3: But uh
1: Yeah, I'm ready. Go
3: ahead. It, we're gonna we're gonna see a dog fight in Martinsville and like expecting no one's locked in, but based upon the point gap that Cindric and Almendinger have, they have to survive the first two stages, I believe. And they could they could take. Uh, they could. They could sit back in their recliners in Stage Three, have a couple cold ones, get ready for Phoenix. As for the bottom two in the Xfinity series, they're essentially must win They're not a full race out, but their gap is so large that I don't think that they could have a great performance and get in on points unless somebody really has a bad day ahead of them. So I. I think they have that big of a gap that they're in a must-win situation, and there's no ifs or ands about it. Now for mm-hmm. the Cup side, Kyle Larson's locked in, but nobody has enough. Nobody has a big point gap to where they're really eliminated, but they're really not in. But at this point, everyone's going to think, oh, well, everyone's going to be a dog fight. It, nope, you know, or Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin have 30 points to work with, they're okay. No,
2: they're not. No, they're not.
3: We saw at the roll how big of a gap Kyle Larson had. And at one point when he was having trouble with the car, he was two points below the cut line in the middle of the race.
1: Yeah, there is no such thing as there is no such thing as a safe zone. I don't even believe you can have one bad race um as as you were able to in previous years and, and have a throwaway race you need to be on your game every single race every single lap uh not the, no yeah, hands especially the way it. Craig, without seven on you and you know, especially the way that these non-chase drivers are not moving the hell out of the way i mean we've seen it this weekend and tyler reddick you know uh, he was it was gung ho. He was uh trying to win a race and uh, you can't blame these guys. They're only given a few opportunities to uh to to, to you know, line up in victory lane and they're gonna take those chances when they can. Kevin Harvick as well, you know, a couple of guys that were uh not fighting for a championship were right there in the mix. William Byron, another great example. Um Yeah, you know, these guys are uh, out there putting in you know, all that they can in, into these uh, into these race teams, and of course, you know uh, sometimes uh, you know I've seen before in years past where guys have moved over. I just don't. I think it's very important that everybody gets everything they can each and every race, Craig, because the geographic of racing is is changing before our eyes. There's no give and take anymore. It's all take, right? I mean, we can agree with that. Oh, God, yeah. And you know what? These guys that aren't in a chase or aren't in top-tier teams, when they're running good, they shouldn't have to get out of the way. Now, if you're running slower, that's one thing. But if you're, if you're running consistent laps as fast or almost as fast as the leaders, stay where the hell you're racing. Don't move over. Don't Don't give a quarter. Because those guys aren't going to give it to you. And you've got sponsors to make happy. You've got car owners to make happy. So do you and, you know, run your race, point blank.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Right. We've seen in years past people move over. We've watched it. Uh, manufacturers help each other. I think that day uh, of racing is over with. As you said, uh, and we'll reiterate one more time, that it, it, you have to get all that you can out of each of these races. You don't have that burner race anymore. If you have a bad outing, it's probably going to kick you out, especially at this point of, this, of, of the playoffs. And, uh, you know, with what happened with Ryan Blaney, man, I mean, Ryan Blaney would have would be locked in
2: for Martins
1: had that incident not happened. Now, you know, basically all – there's – there's five other guys fighting for that one uh, playoff spot, and, and you know, I mean, that's that's saying Chase Elliott. Something doesn't happen to him when he goes out, right? You know, and don't forget, we still got the Harvick Chase feud to put to bed. And I think that, I think that this is the race that gets it done. If this doesn't get it done, uh, if he makes it to the final four. And that's a big if. If uh, I'm Harvick, I'm not letting it happen. Well, no, but you, uh, <coughs> excuse me, you don't want it to happen, you know. But are you going to be a victim of circumstance? And by that, I simply mean we use an example uh somebody from uh RWR, Rickware Racing, gets loose. They tap you. You go into um you go into Elliot. That's considered a racing incident. That's not gonna well, come back to bite you in the ass.
3: You mentioned Rickware racing. I don't know how yeah. uh owner point the fifty one made up on the fifteen if any. But 51, I'd be shaking in my boots because that number 11, that number 11, or maybe even the 23 might have some plans in mind. If because if that 51 team doesn't do well in owners points, NASCAR is going to take possession of that charter.
2: Uh, so very well could made. happen.
1: Right, right. The threats have been made for that very thing to happen. So we had a kind of a doubleheader this weekend. Uh, the Formula One raced at uh, Dakota uh, there in Austin, Texas. And also uh, we had a race in Kansas. So it was a lot of buzz about Formula One. Obviously, they had a crowd somewhere for the weekend in the range of 360,000 people. And the first thing that started happening through the AP Press, which Jennifer, uh, you know, gets on there and, and just starts buzzing about how wonderful Formula One is and all. Guys, I want your honest take on this because Chase Elliott said some interesting things uh, about uh, what how he thought the popularity of Formula One uh, is being displayed versus NASCAR. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Is Formula One more popular in the in America now than uh, than NASCAR?
3: Right now, I want to say no, but if it keeps going in the trend that it is going, I think it could, but. I don't want to say it is. I just think that with a series like Formula One that essentially races one race in different in each country that it races in, it's going to be popular when it comes in because it's the one and only opportunity to see some of the best drivers of the world, pretty much.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so, so here's... A- it's it's like when you get your kids a shiny new toy for Christmas. They play with it for a while. It's the most popular toy they have. Then, the new wear is on. I think that's the same thing with Formula One, and I agree with that. When they only come in once a year, twice a year, if that, um, you're going to you're going to flock to it. What she say? There was 360,000 people there. Yeah, throughout the weekend. Throughout the weekend. Could you imagine if any NASCAR track had that throughout the weekend? She'd be saying the same thing about NASCAR. So, you kind of have to wonder, you know, <laughs> the source of the, uh, the the reasons behind her 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 article. I don't think that so, it's necessarily – go ahead, Chris. No, so the, the comments were basically – and I was trying to find them to to, to read directly the quote. Um, <laughs> Formula One has this show, I think it's Drive to Survive, um, that's uh, on Netflix, and it's really the in-depth – I don't know if you guys have caught it, but I'm a super big fan of it. I've watched it the last three years. And you get set scenes, and, and you get uh, – <laughs> You know, the true language of these guys that are working uh, within the uh, uh, technology side of of racing, and those guys cuss a lot because we all know smart people do cuss a lot. Uh, But uh, so then Chase said, look, you have something like that. And then for NASCAR, you've got something that's being displayed like the crew where, you know, it's just basically all left turns and, you know, good old boy type stuff. Um, I believe that ESPN has elevated Formula One in America. The idea that Formula One doesn't have any commercials, and the idea that these races only last about two hours, it, 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 there's a lot of excitement to build off of that, guys. And being on ESPN and being like Dakota was put on uh, you know, ABC, I don't know if I've ever seen a Formula One race on on a network channel, uh, on a local network channel. Have you guys ever seen that before? I, I don't believe I have.
2: No. No. So yeah. to have
1: them mainstream like that, I mean, of course, man, it's going to build excitement. And I don't, I think any time people are getting excited for racing, it's a trickle-down effect. I mean, you you have uh, NASCAR fans who are Formula 1 fans, but you also have a lot of Formula 1 fans across the world that since they that love for racing exists, they are NASCAR fans. So I am totally pro uh, Formula 1 going to, you know, as big as they want to be. I think it's a shame that over the last few years, open-wheel racing has lost its uh, importance to the uh, diversity of racing. Uh, we're more worried about somebody's skin color instead of the types of cars that we're racing, right? I mean, that, that, that seems to be more important around here but you know you australia uh you've got uh britain you've got uh denmark you've got all these different countries that are represented with formula one um and and, uh you know that, that we're able to take a little piece of that pie everywhere we go by uh you know cross promoting these these events indycar is great you know but IndyCar is the lesser series of Formula One, right? I mean we can all agree there. The IndyCar's not as big as Formula One, right? Formula One is uh you know, I think it's two hundred and forty million dollars it takes to operate a Formula One team every year. Can you I mean, <laughs> we complain about twenty five million dollar sponsorships in NASCAR. It takes two hundred and forty million dollars to run a Formula One schedule. That's wicked. How'd you like to raise that check every year? <laughs> How do you make money back on that? That's why you see technology companies like CrowdStrike and stuff like that on these on these cars. Companies that you probably never even heard of, uh, because it's it, it's you know it, it's the uh, it's the inner workings of our entire economy that have to sponsor these types of uh, these cars. I, I I think it's great. I'm excited that Formula One racing is on the pedestal it's own now. I think that after. Years of Lewis Hamilton kind of stinking the show up. Uh, we are back to the days of Schumacher and Weber. Um, we are we are. We're uh, seeing some exciting times with Max Verstappen unseating Lewis Hamilton as the greatest racer of of right now. And I think that, that has also added a lot of buzz. These two guys don't get along with each other, and I know, Cavs, Craig, y'all, y'all have not kept up much with Formula One over the last couple of years. Uh, so, you know, I kind of – this may be the opening for you guys, like hearing this excitement, seeing all these fans and fans, understanding that, hey, next year we're going to race two races in America. We're going to race the the Miami GP, and we're going to race uh, COTA again. So they, these are two different opportunities. And, and I checked into uh, the, the Miami G, GP race that uh, just went on sale. Guys, tickets are already sold out. That's awesome. That shows you that uh people are excited for it. It brings a it brings a hint of excitement. And that's that's exactly what racing needs, that's exactly what NASCAR needs. So NASCAR needs to figure out what Formula One is doing and emulate it.
2: Mhm.
1: If possible. Now, they can't one one run one race in the country, you know, every year. But they need to, like, figure out what Formula One is doing. And they they, they need to and capitalize on those, three, on those 300,000 fans that showed up in Austin, Texas. We need to make sure that we turn them into NASCAR fans. They may already right. be half of them or a third of them or maybe 25 of them. But we need to we need to break into that geographic because if three hundred thousand people showed up at that racetrack, then there is a whole lot of Formula One fans across America that prefer that type of style racing or are interested in that type of style racing. NASCAR and Formula One are two separate worlds of racing. That's okay, right? I mean right you have go kart racing, you got lawnmower racing, right? But they're different. You got mini racing. You've got big sprint car racing. Uh, you've got uh, major you know, drag racing. Then you've got uh, no prep kings. You know, I mean, it's still drag racing. It's still racing. So um, I think a race fan is a fan of all racing. Kyle Larson, the perfect example. The dirt world needs the NASCAR, the dirt world, they need Kyle Larson, right? Well, I think NASCAR needs Formula One right now, and I know that that sounds crazy, and a lot of people probably think I'm off my rocker for it. But it's just the way I feel.
2: Well, anybody that knows
1: you knows you're off your rocker, so not just that. <laughs> um, so I'm still going to, uh, I'm still going to post the history of the uh, five car on the Facebook page because it is kind of extensive. Um, I'm gonna. I'll post that on later tonight before I before I hit the sack. Uh, let's see. Miss Lee messaged us. Let's see what Miss Lee had to say. D uh, uh, has my laptop to watch Monday night
2: football, so I can't. Casual. Well, what topic right. you got, man? She's well, gonna first. She's going first, to give the picks later.
3: Well, I got the pick point update, and I have the mm-hmm. uh or all three series playoff clinching scenarios for this weekend at Martinsville to kind of spice things up since we're going to be transitioning into Martinsville at some point during into this show. But for the so for those who don't know and kind of keep track, I guess, um, way back when in Daytona. Chris, Craig, and I put a little bet on each other of making our picks each week and who, which of our picks does better than who. And by season's end, whoever prevails at the season overall of all three series uh, will basically win and the other two losers pay up. Essentially. Well, we made it friendly. <laughs>
2: well, we
3: made it a whole group with the one ten with our one ten nation family. And we have a nice little five way uh point gathering as you put it. <clears throat> We're heading into Martinsville this weekend because all three series are racing the last two weeks. So this weekend at Martinsville and next weekend at Phoenix. So with all three series heading in, this is what we got. For the truck series, nobody is eliminated yet. Two of us are very close. So in the truck series, Craig and I are tied, bringing up the rear, and we are both very close from being eliminated to win the Race Chat Live Truck Series Championship. Well, I'm
1: glad that somebody's with me, because I'm eliminated from the Xfinity Series.
3: Mr. CJ Sports, 36 behind the point leader in the trucks. Chris and Miss Lee are going to have a nice little dogfight, because it's only an eight-point gap, and Chris sits in second. Now, in the Xfinity Series, Craig brings up the rear with 128 points behind. Miss Lee is ahead of him, 112 points behind. Mister CJ, 101 points behind. Those three have already out of contention. And after this weekend, it is official. I am the Race Chat Live Xfinity Series champion because Chris. So you want a is, cookie? If you're offering, I'll take it. <laughs> Chris. It's too far back for him to try to make it up in two races.
2: So, yeah, here. in yeah,
1: the Cup Series, I, I, I got murdered.
3: In the Cup Series, Mr. CJ Sports officially eliminated with 91 points behind. Miss Lee is very close, but still in contention, 46 points back. Chris sits third, 24 points back. Craig you and I are going to put up a boxing ring match because you are five points ahead of me in the Cup Series. Okay. Now, overall, where the money lays, Mr. CJ is officially the first one out of the overall Race Chat Live Pick Point Championship. Craig, you sit in fourth now, 123 points back. Ms. Lee sits third, 107 points back. Now, mind you, Ms. Lee did not pick in the first couple of weeks. So for her to do that and sit in third right now, only 100 points back, I see impressive. Chris is in second, 45 points behind with me in the lead at 1,213 points. <coughs> Everyone's in the hunt except for Mr. CJ for where the money lies.
1: Hmm. All right, interesting, interesting.
3: So yeah. now we go to Martinsville. This is where the drivers have clin- clinching scenarios for Martinsville, and this is where we can start throwing in our inputs because now we're going to start transitioning into we can start transitioning into Martinsville. Fox. For the truck series, nobody has clinched into the final four for them. So how can these drivers clinch? Other than a win, they can clinch on points, and this is how. If there is a win by a driver who cannot advance to the next round, the following drivers could clinch by being ahead of the fifth winless driver in the standings. Game Stand point requirements listed below would hold true if a new win comes from among John Hunter Nemechek, Ben Rhodes, Matt Crafton, or Sheldon Creed, John Hunter Nemechek would clinch with 20 points. Ben Rhodes would clinch with 21 points. Matt Crafton would clinch with 46 points. Sheldon Creed would clinch, getting 51 points. Stuart Friesen, Chandler Smith, Carson Hosevar, and Zane Smith can only clinch with help. Now, if there is a new winner from Stuart Friesen or another winless driver lower in the standings but still eligible to advance to the next round, following drivers could clinch by being ahead of the fourth winless driver in the standings, meaning John Hunter Nemechek needs 25 points, Ben Rhodes needs 26, Matt Crafton needs 51, Sheldon Creed, Stuart Friesen, Chandler Smith, Carson Holtzavar, and Zane Smith with clinch with a lot of good clinch but only with help. all
1: right I remember last now, year last year uh matt crafton won the championship and did not win a single race all year long right
3: that grinds my gears <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell I me mean, why it grinds your gears. Why does it grind my gears? Because in a in a playoff format that rewards winning throughout the entire regular season and essentially throughout the entire playoffs a driver won without
0: winning a
2: race.
3: Yeah, he was consistent, and somehow the playoff system kind of worked, but in a system that rewards wins, but the driver won the championship without a win, it it just grinds my gears. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. So I'm thinking
1: that we're both on the same page, Taz. I want to scratch the entire chase format for the truck series. I just want to take it no, off. I mean, we don't do line. it in ARCA. We don't, we don't do it in ARCA. So no, we don't. allow it just to be the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series and revert back to the old style with the trucks. Considering there's only a 22, I think, 20 what, 23 race schedule? With 23,
3: trucks. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm all for scratching it, man. Because there's no way to keep up with it, right? As I, as I said earlier, it's just it's too much. It's too many too many places. It's too long off. I mean, it, it'll be almost a month before they race. You know, from Talladega to Martinsville. It's it's hard to keep track. It's hard to know who's uh, who's in that important position uh, going into the last race of the season. If if NASCAR can't you know align these uh, these two these three series together. Then I think the best thing to do is scratch that and go back to the old point system for the Truck Series and and have an honest champion. I mean that that guy raced all year long. Uh, he deserves uh, he deserves to be recognized just as we would, uh, you know, a Denny Hamlin had he held on all year long without uh, without a win. You know, Denny Hamlin's there in the playoffs, but remember during the regular season
2: zero
3: wins. Craig, your thoughts before we move on to the Xfinity clinching scenarios.
1: Well, I, I I agree with Chris. I think that NASCAR, and I've said this all along, NASCAR needs to fit, by the way, when it comes to these last 10 races, to have all these teams running the same exact weekend. And I don't... You know, if they don't, then, the, as we said earlier, this chase is too hard to keep up with in the truck series and the Xfinity, especially the truck series. Um, it just makes it difficult. Go to the uh, go to the Xfinity. Move on to the Xfinity.
2: All right, Xfinity
3: series. Nobody has clinched into the final four for the series. However, here's your 10 clinch via point scenarios. If there is a win by a driver who cannot advance to the next round, the following drivers could clinch by being ahead of the fifth winless driver in the standings. The same point requirements listed below would hold true if a new win comes from among Austin Sindrick, A.J. Almendinger, Justin Allgaier, or Daniel Hemrick. Austin Sindrick and A.J. Almendinger would clinch with nine points. Justin Allgaier would clinch with 47 points. Daniel Hemrick clinches with 49. Justin Haley, Noah Gregson, Brayna Jones, Harrison Burton could only clinch with help. If there is a new winner from Justin Haley or another winless driver lower in the standings but still eligible to advance to the next round, the following drivers could clinch by being ahead of the fourth winless driver in the standings. Austin Sindrick and A.J. Omendinger would clinch with 15 points. Paul Geyer would clinch with 53 points, Emmerich would clinch with 55 points, Justin Haley, Noah Gregson, Brandon Jones, Harrison Burton could only clinch with help. And of course, if any one of those eight win, they're guaranteed into the next round.
1: All right, so nobody is a lock. Is that is that how I heard that? Yes, right. nobody
3: is a lock in the trucks, and nobody is a lock in the Xfinity.
1: Because they've had outside winners winning their races. What does that tell us about the competition level in those series? To me, it's, it's stupid that Todd Gibbs isn't racing for a championship. I mean, that's right. freaking ridiculous. I almost let the F word go there, but it's freaking ridiculous. But, yeah, he's got to be, be of age to race at certain
3: tracks. He's got to be of age to race at certain tracks.
1: Yeah, but he's, quali- he's done everything within his range to qualify for this chase, including a win. I mean, we let Tony Stewart uh, take time off because he killed somebody, okay? Right? <laughs> I mean, you know, he got – Ty Gibbs should be racing for a championship. He's won within the playoffs. I mean, he would be, he would be, he would be in line to race at my at uh, Phoenix if
3: it wasn't for just some dumb rule. Your know, your argument could be made for Josh Berry too.
1: <laughs> I think if you win, you should be in. What it is is it's not fair for a guy that's coming from one of the – I understand Cup, okay? Uh, you know they want they want you to claim your points. But If you win and you're in in the Xfinity series, if you if you signed on that year to be in a truck deal like we've seen with Ross Chastain, and then and then jump up the Xfinity series, if if you can allow Kyle Busch a, a, a write-off because he broke his legs and get him in, and win a championship that year then what? why are we keeping Ty Gibbs? Because he couldn't race in a few races because he was too young? This guy, this kid's done his what, his job all year long. He should be racing for a championship. Instead, we're just going to turn a blind eye to him. He's got, like, what, five wins this season, six wins this season? <laughs> we're going to turn a blind eye to it. Like he's a cup guy or something. This is not a cup driver down in the lower series. This is a lower series guy. Who should be racing for a championship? And it's, you know, I mean, it's his first year, no doubt. We didn't know Todd Gensler was going to have this type of effect, but it's it's wrong to penalize him because he didn't sign up for the points. Craig, yeah, I, I'm. A, I think that they should be in. If you win, you're in. They need to. They need to do away with this whole or. Uh, er, They need to do away with this whole chase thing and just let the points run where they are, just like they did before the chase, before they implemented this thing. I mean,
0: I like it
1: because it's it's kind of intriguing, but this kind of reminds me of I'm not a huge football fan. I mean, I watch it just, you know, Teresa watches it She enjoys this, so I sit and try to watch it. But it reminds me of when football season is down to the end. And, oh, by the way, the Giants got a hell of a win yesterday. Um, Woo! But uh, this team's got to lose, and this team's got to lose, or this team's got to win, and this team's got to lose for the Giants to get in. To me, that shit's just confusing. Um you know uh, keep it keep it simple for the stupid people I'm not saying that i'm stupid but i'm not a i'm not an everyday football fan so i don't i don't understand all that i think that it 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 makes it more difficult to bring in new fans if the scenarios to get in are different so i think that you know, Ty Gibbs. I agree with Tripp. Ty Gibbs should be running for a championship. Uh, we're but because you're not
3: Barry, if you're gonna make that argument. I,
1: I agree. I mean I mean seriously, at some point in time we've gotta recognize that where where a star is born is most of the time like we you know, there were four other quarterbacks I think picked ahead of Patrick Mahomes. That's a bad analogy right now, but the guy went to a Super Bowl. Uh he won a super bowl already. So you know, I mean, the fact of it is, is, didn't nobody know that Patrick Mahomes was going to be the, the the next Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, but he but he is right now, and so we're penalizing Ty Gibbs because he's a great driver, and nobody knew of him at the beginning of the year. Josh Berry the right. same way. If they go out of here and they win in these lower two series, then a win in your end should be efficient. Let him in. If they're not no. they're not coming into another series. They're not the cup drivers dropping down, and taking wins away from the bottom feeders. No. These are kids that we didn't even know about at the beginning of the season. That's like saying, oh, well, you know, this running back was signed to a practice squad from the practice squad four, four games into the season. So he's not eligible for rookie of the year. If that guy goes out there and runs for 200 yards every darn game, For the rest of the season, he's most definitely the rookie of the year. I mean, it's just just asinine that Ty Gibbs is not racing for a championship. I I want to see how we can fix this and continue to do what we're doing. I, I just want to make sure that if a young kid comes in the sport and he blows our mind of how good he is, that he's not shut out of an opportunity. Because you, you right now we're talking about Ty Gibbs, which is Joe Gibbs' grandson. But say say it's Buckshot Jones, okay? We all remember Buckshot no. Jones, okay? Let's 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 just bring him back and say, okay, seven races in, you've never heard of Buckshot Jones? He gets a he gets a two race deal with somebody. He goes out there and wins the freaking race. Well, now he's eligible for a championship because he won a race. So Buckshot Jones should be signed by another team if the team doesn't want to sign him. Because, hey, they want to contend for a championship. So, you know, he gets picked up. And he, I mean, it just, to it, penalize the young man because of some points signature, I signed up to race in this class. That's the most ridiculous, asinine thing I've ever heard of. And it's confusing to our fans. Sure, there are complicated fans like us, right? We are complicated. We understand the ins and outs of racing. And not everybody has the damn time to put in that kind of effort into a sport. They just want to sit down and be entertained. And when you throw a stat up there, Ty Gibbs has six wins for the year, and you're asking yourself, why the hell is this guy racing for a championship in Phoenix? Well, because NASCAR wins, and that's when a, that's the point in time, and the son of a bitch throws the damn coffee across the rim and says, "I can't take this shit no more." <laughs> You know, I can
0: see the, that happen.
1: What the hell is a stage? <laughs> yeah. Why is the checker flag out? I thought it was still halfway. <laughs> because we're oh. complicated. Yeah. There's no reason to make a sport any more complicated than it needs to be. I mean, life is complicated enough. Um, so why complicate things? Why complicate things with the with the point system? Let's move on to the Cup Series, uh, even though All we right. pretty much know this is going to be a loss.
3: So, before we move on, because I think uh, where Chris is going is about to go where I am, because, or because how Chris is making his argument on this one is that. Orange County Fair Speedway up here in New York did the NASCAR playoff system for their big block modified division, and I think they only raced like 13 races in general, 12 or maybe 12, something like that, and all of the races but the last four, essentially, if you won, regardless of however many times you ran at the track, if you won, you moved you were into their playoff system. Stuart Friesen ran a very limited schedule on their, on their limited schedule for Orange County Fair Speedway for the big block. He won one race or he won two races there, got himself into the playoffs or no, he got one win in the regular season, got himself into the playoffs. I think he, out of those, I think it was eight races in the regular season. And out of those eight races, I think he only was in three of them and he won one of those three and he got into the playoffs and then when came the playoffs, he won the first two out of the three races for the playoffs and the guy was racing for a championship. So a guy who was running half the Orange County Fair schedule for the Big log Modified ran, ran for a championship. Did he win the championship? No. But I mean I he, in he needs and chance. I still think dirt racing needs to keep uh keep NASCAR playoffs out of how to crown championships, but that's my opinion on that. Anyway nasty
1: feedback. Where where's the nasty feedback coming from, Craig? Oh, is it, is it Echo? I don't know, Chris. I muted my phone, but it, it was an it wasn't wasn't so much a feedback as it was a nasty echo. Okay. So.
2: so,
3: for the Cup Series playoffs, Kyle Larson is the only driver clinched into the Final Four. So, clinching via points. If there is a repeat winner or a win by a driver who cannot advance to the next round. The following drivers could clinch by being ahead of the fourth winless driver in the standings. The same point requirements listed below would hold true if a new win comes from among Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, or Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott would clinch with 20 points, but he would clinch... He would clinch with 22 points if Kyle Busch wins. Denny Hamlin would clinch with 23 points, but he would clinch with 24 if Kyle Busch wins. Kyle Busch would clinch with 54 points. Ryan Blaney would clinch with 55 points and would need help if Kyle Busch wins. Martin Tricks Jr. would clinch with 55 points as well, but would need help if Kyle Busch wins. Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano could only clinch with help. If there is a new winner from Ryan Blaney or another winless driver lower in the standings, but still eligible to advance to the next round, the following drivers could clinch by being ahead of the third winless driver in the standings. Chase Elliott would clinch with 22 points. Hamlin clinches with 25. Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Martin Trix Jr., Brad Keslowski could only clinch with help. And of course, if any of those drivers, any of the seven drivers that have not won in this round yet win at Martinsville, they're guaranteed into the Final Four. And again,
1: to the casual fan, listening to that makes an argument of just go back to the old system. And, and and I, you know, I understand it, but people were trying to get into the sport and get them to understand. It makes it difficult. So essentially, the only one that's locked into the final four is Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. hmm You know, um, and that doesn't that didn't take me much brain power to figure out. Thank God. Um, He's won three races in a row. So the exactly. idea that he can actually win five races in a row or four out of five, his odds of winning a championship <laughs> keep going down. To be honest with you, he's, uh, you, know, you look at odds makers and how they figure it out, to the, the likelihood of him winning four out of five races or even five out of five races, I don't think anybody's ever won five races in a row. Uh, so, you know, uh, I don't know the last time I ever won four out of five races the likelihood of these stats are just unheard of. Uh, But it it does remind me similar of what uh, what we've seen in the years of Jimmy Johnson. It's almost like the same tech guys working down there in the tech shit again. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's, it's just keep it simple. I like the taste. I like the chase. I like how it keeps uh, keeps you engaged. I like because uh, there was nothing worse uh, than going into, you know, four or five races left in the season and the, and the championship already wrapped up. Um, I, I think that uh, the chase works. But at the same time, as competition gets better and stronger, you know, you're going to see more of these non-chase drivers that uh, have sponsors to fulfill. This is the only sport in which you know basically uh you uh you eliminate people from certain things, but they still get to show up and participate uh you know right. any other like baseball football or anything like that when you're eliminated and you're in the playoffs, the other teams don't get to show up but now it wouldn't be fun watching a NASCAR race with four hundred laps with four drivers kind of weird how that's worked out over the years past and that those four drivers are generally the drivers that are up front. I just just don't see that happening now. I just don't see it. I, I think that was a, a gentleman's respect. And as I said, when you're wrecking people for wins, it just doesn't uh, – that is not just a good old boy uh, code of conduct anymore. It is every man for himself. Did I think that William Byron was uh, damn near wrecked Kyle Larson trying to win? I was happy. I was impressed to see that. I really was because knowing that, uh, you know, these cars are in the same camp. Did I think Kyle Larson was going to back it up a little bit and let Chase Elliott win? I certainly did. But I think I think uh, Rick Hendrick's already been warned. Hey, you know, we're going to get you in this way. You don't have you don't have to do all that. Because <laughs> hey, we all know. Chase Elliott should have been thrown out of the chase the moment that he cost somebody else a chance at a victory uh, by basically running half-throttle and slowing the field down so that Kyle Larson could pick up the win at Bristol. That was the biggest, bogus call I've ever seen in my life. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I'm just – the I'll other be glad oh uh, let's, let's just go to let's just go to the roval where he rides around for three laps with his damn floor hanging off. Yeah, you know, NASCAR bends their ass backwards to make sure that the golden boy gets in, and I'm sick of it. Craig, you're saying I think I've well, had I, that rant already. Yeah, you've had that rant rant, but no it's it's an absolute it's an absolute truth. NASCAR wants to protect Chase Elliott. <laughs> and I'm really not sure why. Because of his fan base. Yeah. Well wow. he has he has some of the worst fans in the world. I would rather be a I would rather be friends with a Kyle Bush fan than a freaking Chase Elliott fan. Well, you are friends with a Kyle Bush fan fan. You're friends with uh, DJ. Yeah, my son's a Cowboys fan, too. Yeah, see? Now, yeah. so, uh,
3: before... Go ahead. I know before, we get, is a thing. before we get into next-gen news, because an article broke out earlier today about next-gen car testing, um... Okay.
1: Very interesting what you see
3: I do have one question for you guys how would how would you crown your champion regardless regardless if it's cup series Xfinity cup, regardless of whatever series it is how would you crown your champion? start off with Craig and explain why how would they-
1: How would I claim? How would I
3: crown my champion? How would you crown um, your racing series champion? Like, what <laughs> format would you implement? Would you implement a cheese format? Would you implement a playoff format? Do you have a, do you have a formula uh, of your own to uh, crown your champion. How would you do it? And I mean,
1: why? I don't know. I like, kind of wish milk and cookies was the only thing that come to my mind. But okay, go ahead, Craig. Yeah, no, I kind of wish we would have had uh we would have had time to put this together. But um I'm not 100% sure how I would crown my champion. I'd have to sit and I'd have to think about it. What is the best way? Because obviously consistency, if that was the case, if it was consistency, it would be uh Denny, it would come down to Denny Hamlin and uh, Kyle Larson. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to think about that and uh, I'm gonna table that for uh a week and I really wanna sit down and, and visit it. I'll take a swing at it.
3: All right. Chris, what do you think?
1: How I would like you Formula one,
3: one like, you know,
1: not everybody gets points. If you if you finish below a certain point, you don't get any points. Um that, that keeps uh the guys up front that are able to pull away the distance between those who are not really contending for a championship. I would also honor a fastest pit stall uh for the pit stop point. I would also add a fastest lap of the race point, uh, because this is, a, this is a, 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 a game of speed, a sport of speed, right? And, and, and uh, you know, we, we uh, have so many other races that go on within a race that they don't even get publicized. They don't even – we don't know who ran the fastest lap of each race. We don't know who had the fastest stop of each race. Those are all important factors. So uh, you would base yourself off of the one-point factor, they, uh, ba- you know, basically, uh, you, know, you know, I guess first gets forty points, and then whoever has the fastest lap, you add each point to that, you know. Uh, but uh, definitely, I could see the old format uh, working in this instance, but the the whole, you know, figuring out thirty something points for each, you know, I don't know, that 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 does seem far fetched. I would like a little more time as well. But just as I said, I'm taking a swing at it. I definitely would like to see more emphasis put into the other races going on at the racetrack, including uh, the fastest pit stop and the fastest lap time, because those are all important to me. Uh, I think they should be important Well, yeah, because anybody. they all contribute. Right, exactly, exactly. It's a, it's a team sport, right? But you don't make anything off of a pit stop other than improved position. That That team should be honored a point because – they, they wore the fastest pit stop. I mean, I love it. I love that idea. Yeah, I All think right. that's a pretty cool idea.
3: Now, how I would crown my champion? Well, I would do it this way. You have your thirty six race schedule. Your last 10 races, are going to be I'll I'll kind of the first 26 races is my regular season now this is where I'm going to go with this before you guys jump ship 26 races is my regular season at the end of those 26 races I am taking the top 12 in points And you go into what I call the chase offs This is where I'm going to go with they, it. Uh, right. Eliminate
1: each. Right, right, right. No, I'm telling you.
3: So, you, actually, no, we'll go 16 because I think 16. Actually, no, we'll stick with 12. 12 is better. So, you have those 12, right? We're gonna to try to eliminate it down to four. How do we do so? The first nine races of these chase offs. Mind you, there is a point. There is a point reset. How do we do a point reset? Well, means that in the current format, we race now with stages. You win a stage, you get one playoff point or whatever chase off point. You win a race, you get five. So those points kind of matter into this now. You can, s- now, those chase-off points, if you were in that top 12, you get them. If you finish below 12th place, mm-hmm. you- those points mean nothing to you now.
2: Because
3: mm-hmm. you don't get them at all. So, mm. you take your 12 drivers, the first nine races, you run the chase format. Stage wins mean nothing, race wins mean nothing. At the end of those first nine races, whoever is your top four in points, at the end of those nine, compete for the championship in race number 10. And of those four drivers, whoever finishes ahead of who, that's your champion. You're awarding consistency. You're awarding... Who can get it done in the playoffs and or chase offs and who can't. And you're essentially rewarding the top four guys basically all season long. And throw them into who who's better than who on a one shot opportunity. And I think yeah. that final race that final race should be moved to different tracks. Because you can, because if you sit at one track, and it could be Homestead, where Homestead is one racy track, but at the same time, I'd rather move it to different tracks. I want to see how you guys can. I want to see how these four drivers can handle a situation going into each different track. One driver may, have, may be better at mile-and-a-half tracks. One driver might be better short tracks. I want to see where the pressure is on at each different track. How can each of one of those four drivers handle it?
1: Yeah, we'd be interested to see something like that. Uh, consistency is very important, and I believe uh, honoring the uh, – the the top four drivers, at least, uh, a little bit more would kind of help this out. But, you know, I understand NASCAR trying to keep uh, interest into the the fan base once football season starts, and this is their way of doing it. so uh, I think we spent a lot of time on that. I, I know we had had plans to get out of here uh, fairly early tonight. I'm trying to get – Craig said that he – got booted out or something to that effect.
3: Um, Yeah. Well, next-gen news. I'm going to get into this kind of quick. NASCAR broke Mm -hmm. out that Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Clint Boyer will be on hand to shake down the next-gen car on October 26th. Ooh, that's tomorrow. At Bowman Gray Stadium, a quarter-mile flat asphalt oval in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They'll be... NASCAR is spending time at Bowman Gray to prepare the car for the Clash at the Coliseum, which will be held on February 6th on a similar track at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. NASCAR.com will be at Bowman Gray for for coverage of the test, so check back for our report on NASCAR.com, as well as a photo gallery of Tuesday's event. And I think having those two be the test people for the next-gen car, brilliant. You got some people may think it's stupid, but I think it's brilliant.
1: I swear we have been hit with so many technical difficulties tonight I can't even I can't even pay attention um, right now, I'm dealing with a situation where I'm trying to get the home screen to come back up where the studio is and uh so if Craig is not um I don't know, man. Sometimes we hit them, hit home runs. Other times we get uh, we get struck out. But that's just the way it is. <laughs> I
2: don't
1: know what's going on, here. I can't even pull up a new tab. <sighs> okay, I'll just go to the next thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I believe we have the uh, fan question. Let me see if I can get Craig back in here using mm-hmm. another device. Um, I did share the fan question. So, yeah, uh, I do see it. This is from Ms. Rebecca. Hey, Chris, just got back from Arizona and saw your post about the multi-car wreck at the Coors Light Fall Classic. What are some of the safety features built into these race cars to help the driver safely in these types of situations? As always, appreciate your time. Taz, you know a lot about safety. You, you've been around dirt cars for a long time. Why don't you Why don't you hit this one?
3: Well, the number one thing with race cars that is a must have is a roll cage. Um, that helps not only try to protect some of the equipment, but it helps in terms of driver safety too. Um, it's kind of like it, it's like the first line of defense. Regardless if it's uh, hit into the wall or someone hit someone hitting you, whatever it could whatever the situation could be, just the roll cage is one of the most number one things in safety to have. Now there's a there's a bunch of num- different safety things um, and anything to have, but. Of course you have to have a proper harness because if you don't have a proper harness you can go flying out of whatever machine you're driving it could be uh it could be a go-kart it could be a mower or it could be a race car whatever it could be. Um I know some carts they don't have harnesses and some people wear um kind of like chest plates in case of head-on collisions or something. As always drivers wear um, neck braces to kind of help things out. Really, so their drivers don't suffer whiplash or dislocating some vertebrae. Some of the safety, like I said, there's a number, good chunk number of safety features. Um, one, This question would have worked well if we had Brain and Hightower into the show for that because. Uh, Brandon Hightower of Race Chat Live guest and he's now promoter of Super B Speedway down in Chatham, Louisiana. He uh, went through a major crash in Delaware earlier this year that put him out of the driver's seat uh, forever of his career and he said that there was a good number of safety features and that were on his car, that he was very glad that he had in his car because it prevented him from getting um, any more hurt than what he already was, getting any more injuries than he, than he already had, preventing any permanent damage that could have happened. There's just a number of safety... Oh, there's a whole lot of safety features that you could look up. I know one of the safety features NASCAR has is called like the Ryan Newman bar, and it kind of sits... Um, near the roll cage, but like on top, like on the, on the visor, I guess, I think it is, or on the driver's side, um, where the visor would sit if you move the visor to like your driver's window, I guess, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that saved Newman's life in
1: the 2020 Daytona 500. It was called the Newman bar beforehand. That's the, uh, the crazy thing about it, but uh, on dirt cars, you know, to add to, to add to what you're saying, you know, there's specialized seats these days, right? Uh, the seats that we see in NASCAR, they're, they're similar to that. They're uh, fitted for you. Uh, a lot of these guys can't get in one person's car without changing the seats out. Uh, there's uh, Hans devices used these days. There's uh, there's fire extinguishers in, in, in some of these cars. Uh, I, I don't know... Uh if they, outside of the late model asphalt cars, if if they're required uh uh fire extinguisher systems in the race cars, but I do know that some series uh do require a fire extinguisher uh to be in a race car along with uh some 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 series I believe even there's a fire retardant system that that, that is built in. Uh, To these race cars, so there's a whole lot of things of course uh, Jared Hudson comes on and uh, tells us about the race uh, Aspirator I believe is what it's called so it's a bag that the fuel cell goes into uh, That keeps uh, fuel from dumping out of the fuel cell and onto the ground There's a lot of a lot of safety features that are now built into to these race cars and uh, and and used Throughout all of the series, including when you see a kid show up in, in an old style seat, uh, you just kind of shape your head because uh, you, you just don't see the uh, old metal seats too much anymore. You, you see the cockpit seat, the one uh, that Randy LaJoy is kind of personalized and made popular. All oh, right. Well, I guess that'll, that'll be that segment. Uh,
3: do you have any toasted tweets? Because I didn't get to do that this week. We don't have any toasted tweets
1: this week. I, I tried to find some in the last minute. uh panic, but we weren't able to uh, find any, very many good ones. Uh, so we'll hold out until next week if we find any more. Uh, I promised Craig that we would get out of here uh, a little after 8 o'clock, but unfortunately, or 9 o'clock you time, but unfortunately we've gone over.
3: What's that so we got Martinsville and those who want to know about the Martinsville schedule uh, Camping World Truck Series uh, races Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on FS1 and MRN Radio for the United Rentals 200 Xfinity Series will be running Under the Lights 6 p.m. Eastern. they will be on NBC Sports Network, the NBC Sports streaming app. MRN Radio, and TSN Network. That'll be for the Dead on Tools 250, and then the Cup Series races on Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern for the Xfinity 500. That'll be on the main NBC broadcast, NBC Sports uh, streaming app services, MRN Radio, and TSN Network as well. right.
1: I guess we're ready for our picks if uh, y'all don't have anything else to go with. Look, we had an exciting weekend this weekend. Check out the show Uh, Thursday night, uh, Southern Dirt Track Report. I'm going to give a little bit more in-depth of what happened there at the Fall Classic and all the fun stuff that we had, Um, all the fun that we had over the weekend. Mentally, I'm exhausted. I think you guys can kind of understand that. If you've uh, gone to to races in the past, a weekend of racing uh, will definitely drain you. And uh, leave you, uh, <laughs> you know, drained. I guess physically and emotionally. But uh, so I, I'll look forward to uh, giving uh, giving updates from what like, what happened this past weekend on Thursday night show Southern Dirt Track Report. Uh, it looks like T- uh, Craig has posted his picks. Taz, let's start with you. Who do you have this weekend?
3: Uh, Oh, oh, man. Where do I begin? Uh, There's a lot of... There's a lot of toss-ups. I mean, it's Martinsville, Short Track Racing. Um, First things first, I want to announce the picks that have just recently come in for Craig and Uh, both. Craig and Miss Lee have said for the Trucks and Xfinity, they both said John Hunter Nemechek for the Trucks and A.J. Holmendinger for the Xfinity series. Craig for the Cup series has picked Chase Elliott, but he made a side comment of saying with help from Kyle Larson, Ms. Lee says Martin Truex Jr. gets the job done. This weekend at Martinsville. Well, for the trucks, means that it's essentially a dog fight. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna see a lot of dog fights this weekend anyway. But for the truck series, oh man, there's some good ones in there. Uh, Grant and Finger's a great driver to put in. Ben Rhodes, good one. Josh, uh, Stuart right Friesen. Is... J- Josh Berry in there too. Stuart Friesen's actually not bad at Martinsville, shockingly enough. Um, Matt Crafton's not a bad one to go with. But I'm going to go on a giant limb here. Uh I'm going with Zane Smith on this one. Short great short track racer. Um uh, hasn't had the luckiest year. But I mean Josh Berry's a great pick. He was one of my top ones to look at. But well, I'm gonna go with Zane Smith. He's gotta win the truck series. He's good on short track. I feel like where pressure's not onto him so much, this is where you gotta do it. I think Martinsville could, you know, do something for him. And I think I think last time Truck Series reigned here, he finished like top five or something like that. So, yeah, Zayn's
1: definitely done some fans this year.
3: Um now for the Xfinity series. Oh, um. Ooh, I do not see a Josh Berry in here. I was gonna go with him in the Xfinity series, but I do not see him on the entry list. Actually, yes, Josh Berry's in there. He's jor- r- racing for Jordan Anderson Racing.
2: But I don't know how what
3: the equipment is like in, sur- in that car, though. Ah. Chances,
2: choices, choices, choices.
3: Something, something tells me with Josh Berry, but at the same time, something also tells me that Mr. Aggressive over there might get it, mm-hmm. might push himself through. Ah. Oh. I'm, I'm stuck between... Josh Berry, uh, Noah Gregson, and Ty Gibbs racing one too.
1: Wow! Yeah, Ty Gibbs. Yeah, That's a good one. Harrison
3: Harrison, Harrison Burton's not a bad one on short tracks either. Believe it or not. Oh man. I'm going out on a limb.
2: Good.
3: I'm going to say Noah Gregson.
1: Wow. I think that's the first time you picked him this year, isn't it?
3: No, I've, I picked him early in the season, and then he had bad luck, so I decided not to go with him much after that.
2: As right, far right, as cup, cup pick?
3: My cup pick. There's a lot of good one. I've mentioned early on in this playoff round that Joey Logano moves on, and that's why I picked him into the Final Four because he wins at Martinsville. Kenny Hamlin hasn't won yet in this round of playoffs, and he's won a race in each round of the playoffs so far. He's not a bad option to go with either. Ryan Blaney consistently runs well here. Uh, Brad Keselowski also does. This is a track where... Yes, Chief Elliott has won here, and people are probably going to look at him. But being in a track where you have Penske and Joe Gibbs trying to get into that Final Four, and both of those teams run well, I'm going with a guy besides Kyle Larson who's been pretty hot in the playoffs and consistent in the regular season. I'm going with Denny Hamlin.
1: Yeah, that's
2: a good pick. That's I mean, a really good pick. Like I said,
3: he's 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 won a race in in the last in every round of the playoffs so far. He hasn't won a race in this round. I think he's due for a win here. If he wants to keep that trend going, and Denny Hamlin has lived up to the pressure of trying to win and lock himself into the final four, he's done it before.
2: Well,
1: I guess that means I'm up. Um, I'm not going to make it any big deal. I believe Stuart Friesen is going to pick him up a win at Martinsville. Yeah. uh Ooh. Stuart looks good. Yeah, and uh, that'll set him up to race for a championship, I believe. So uh, uh, Stuart Friesen in the truck series, then in the in the Xfinity series, it's crazy because I said I was not going to pick this guy anymore. I was I was I was done. I picked him many times throughout the years, uh, well, throughout the last couple of seasons. And I've always come up second fiddle. But I'm going with him. I believe in this guy. I think that he can get it done. Daniel Hemrick is going to get his very
2: first
1: NASCAR win this weekend. Wow. Yep. Yep, I I believe that. And then I'm going to throw you even even a more, even a nastier curveball, right? I'm going with oh, Brian, no. Blaney Martinville. <laughs> Brian Blaney at Martinsville. Brian Blaney. Yeah,
2: that's
3: not that's not really a giant curveball to me. That doesn't surprise me much, but it, it's an interesting pick. Not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think I think he uh, did pretty good on this one.
3: Well, picks are in. So again, for the Truck Series. Craig and Miss Lee have John Hunter Nemechek. I have Zane Smith. Chris has Mr. Freeze, Stuart Friesen. Jason's got his default Ben Rhodes pick. On the Xfinity side, Craig and Miss Lee have Almondinger. Almondinger. Mr. CJ and I have Noah Gregson. And Chris has gone with Daniel Hemrick. I'm quite shocked he went there but we'll see what he what he can do. And the Cup series side, well, it's gonna we all picked a different driver. Mr. CJ's got his Kyle Busch rowdy hat on over there. Craig went with Chase Elliott with help from Kyle Larson. Chris went the Penske route with Ryan Blaney. I went the Joe Gibbs route with Denny Hamlin and Miss Leo. Oh also I think went Danny Hamlin's route yeah. Yeah. And Miss Lee, joke brought with Truex?
1: Wow. Three out of the last four. I mean, I, you can't blame her. All right. Well, the picks are in. We'll see how we do this weekend. We want to appreciate all of you. We want to thank all of you for being here and uh, listening to the show. We appreciate you. Uh, sorry that uh, I've been a little bit off my normal self tonight. We'll try to get it all back together for next week's show. We've got two shows left for this season. We want to uh, end it with a bang. So uh, remember our last show of the season is going to be on Sunday night following uh, the race at Phoenix. Looking forward to that season-ending show as well. But uh, I really think that there's anything left on the table here. If there is, we'll update you through our Facebook page. We're going to sit down this winter, and we're going to make this better. Mow better, mow better, mow better. Um, and uh, I think that uh, you know, brace chat live started in January of 2018. So we survived survived uh, 2018,
2: 2019, 2020,
1: 21. How many is that? 18, 19, 20. We uh, will be, we'll be going to our fifth season of episodes. So in uh, our third with uh, with Taz Taylor. So um, definitely. We have grown as an organization, as a team, and as a group. We want to continue to put out the best content that we can and uh, grow the show as much as, uh, as much as it can be grown. So uh, It's like a plant, man. If you, don't, if you don't water it and you don't feed it, it's not going to grow. Uh, but uh, we have definitely grown over the last several years, and uh, we want to continue to expand our product. But we want to thank you guys for listening to the show here tonight. We will be back next Monday night and as we close That's out right. Martinsville. And uh, I'll turn it over to Taz Taylor for the, uh, for the signature. I'll...
3: All right. I'll... Well, thank you all for listening in tonight to Blog Talk Radio. This has been Race Chat Live with 110 Nation Sports. Be sure to tune in next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We will also have Christmas uh, on this one, our last roundtable discussion of the season. That's right. We try to stay here and debate and and talk to you who we think collectively as a team will win the NASCAR cup series championship. We've done well so far this year. We got what? We got two wrong in the first two rounds of the playoffs, and this one we we were in three out we, of four in both rounds. Yeah, we got three out of four in, eliminated in both rounds. So, and we've we've only got one wrong in the in the final four. So options are still there. So we're gonna debate, give you our thoughts. Who's gonna be our championship winner? The us three of us can. Come to a majority rule agreement on. So we'll be live for that on Facebook for uh, oh, half gotta, hour on that one.
1: We got to agree who's going to be the champion. Man, that's going to be a that's going to be a hard one. Maybe we yeah, should so, maybe we should allow some other people to vote in on this one as well.
2: Oh, so let's oh, let's uh,
1: bring Ms. Lee and Jason in for the uh, for the picks for this one. So we'll all, all five of us will have to agree with who we believe (laughs) will be the Jim. I think, I think we, I I don't know. I don't, I don't see how all five of us could ever agree on anything, but uh, that's challenging.
3: Plus, as well, we're next week, we'll have a nice little giveaway. Uh, We'll also post on our Facebook page too next week after it's announced here on our show that we have a special giveaway for our fans for, that involves the championship four. So, you want to tune in to the show next week on Blog Talk Radio, be sure that you on the lookout for Race Chat Live whenever we are live. We're always live some point during the week, multiple times of, during the week anyway. Uh, you can follow us on all forms of podcasting through Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And uh again, eight o'clock Eastern, eight PM Eastern, seven PM Central. Next Monday will be our second to last show of the season. This has been the Caution Flag Radio, Chris Crane, the DJ music man, Craig Moore, on the Tasmanian Devil Flaggers, Taz Taylor saying good night. We'll see you next week on Blog Talk Radio. This has been Race Chat Live with Chris, Craig, and Taz. Have a good night.
1: Good night.
0: Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw, been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curve. planting the fuse. Day the mountain might get them, but the law never will Making their way, the only way they know how That's just a little bit more than the normal life Just a good old boy, wouldn't change if they could In the system, like a two modern-day Robin
2: Hood.
1: I think end it. (laughs) It's been that kind of day,
0: y'all. Bye.